Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30 year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day and every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, January 1st, 2023. And congratulations to Prince, the first artist to make it here four times on the C-Rod Podcast, like Prince would give a shit. <laughs> like that's some kind of lifetime achievement award. You wouldn't even know about it anyway. He's freaking dead. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. But, you know, so there's that. But, Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you guys had a great night last night. Whether you went out and made bad decisions or you decided to stay in like I did for the last 15 years. Because <laughs> you realize that New Year's Eve and Thanksgiving Eve are fucking amateur hour. You know, and it, it's just freaking crazy. I, I don't even know why I, I got all excited about those nights like when I was in my 20s. Because on Thanksgiving Eve and New Year's Eve, all right, I was in two one of two places. I was either at, at a bar or a club 
or I was on the stage of that bar or the club. And I'll take the latter every day of the fucking week and twice on Sunday because you actually have room to move around, you know? God, those those years where I was like in the crowd, man, like you're sitting there, everybody's packed in like sardines. You got some guy's elbow in your rib, you know, there's beer splashing all over the place because everybody's jumping up and down like idiots, you know, like why was that fun? <laughs> like now that I look back on it, especially with social distancing these days, you know what I mean? Could you imagine going back to that now? Do people still do that? I ain't doing that shit at 44, I'll tell you that. I ain't going in where I can't even hear myself think. You know, and I'm squished in with a bunch of freaking people. No, I'm, I'm good, fam. <laughs> so I just, I sat here. Now, of course, I didn't get to go out on the balcony last night, you know, because it rained, but I still just, you know, I did my did my own thing. But anyway, welcome to season three, all right? It's kind of hard to believe. I always say that, like, from the first from the first episode. I, I feel like the pilot episode was yesterday, you know? So as I get, you know, as I hit certain numbers, I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, and I hope you guys enjoyed the best of season two as much as I did making it, even though it took me a freaking eternity. The freaking work I put in here for you guys. <laughs> I did get a lot of messages regarding it, though. And, you know, because they're, they're basically saying it's just like it's like an all star episode because you get all the best stuff from the whole year, which I don't even know if I did get all the best stuff. You know, it's, it's hard. I mean, it, it was hard to pick from 49 episodes. And try and keep it inside three hours, which I did. So, not not sure how far you guys have made it through that yet, but it was it was a lot of fun to make, and I look forward to making them every year. You know, that's a that's a fun thing, even though it's it's tedious and it's a task. You know, I like that being like a you know a uniform signature thing in every season. You know, so also not just saying I hope you had a happy New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas. I had a great time with my my side of my dad's side of the family you know we do spanish christmas every year we have black beans and rice with picadillo oh god it's delicious you know but i hope you guys had a great christmas too and you know before i get started i guess i have to (laughs) i gotta i gotta go after my christmas shit you know me every time there's a holiday i gotta pick something apart about it and and christmas is one of the worst ones because just because of the online like social media trends like what the fuck god i i I hate those i can't stand those things and like i said the world has gone ham in the last two years you know with things that i talk about on this show all the time like this 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 world is going downhill quick you know and it started in 2020 when the pandemic started right and i think that it was an online trend that started this whole alternate universe that we live in right now. You remember, you guys, I told you this before, when you did that stupid fucking stand-up room up by itself thing, I think you guys opened a portal to this shit universe we live in now. All right? So you got to find another one that's going to get us back to normal. Find some kind of, you know, candlestick that you're going to turn and and, and bring us back to normal, like pre-2019, for the love of God. But these these Facebook ones, like, for 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 Christmas. Okay, now this one all right. This one has been, you know, around for for a while now and I I can't stand it with the, the whole elf on the fucking shelf thing. What the fuck is that? Take your little But what's even worse about that goddamn trend is now they're trying to like have you ever seen these? I'm sure you have, but it's like, "Oh, you've heard of elf on a shelf. Now here is 
and they'll put a picture of like a brick and there's like a dildo on top of it. Like, oh, oh dick on a brick. <laughs> I saw one. You ever see these where it's like, you know, you can go into a doctor's office and they have like a physical, like, you know, human body, like you know, a plastic, but you can see like all the different parts of like plastic organs and all that kind of shit. I saw somebody get a, I saw somebody get a Elvis doll and put it on top of Elvis, Elvis on Elvis. <laughs> Fucking goddamn trends are so stupid. So freaking stupid, you know? And then what else? Oh, you know, I've always, you know, threw up on my mouth a little bit when I would scroll down Facebook and I would see a couple and they got the, the magic pajamas on for Christmas. To which I always reply, I'm like, that's the couple that has domestic disputes <laughs> two or three times a week. But they got to look, you know, they got to, you know, do their highlight reel for, for Facebook and the social media universe, right? But now I've noticed that it's graduated, okay? I saw so many posts this year of families, full families. You know, getting together at somebody's house and they all show up in pajamas? What the fuck is that? What are we doing around here? <laughs> I just, uh, I don't get it, man. I saw so many pictures about that. And this last one, you know, I, it's something like, all right, so I don't understand what's going on here. Is Santa coming down the chimney and every mother of every house is giving him a blowjob? Because I'm seeing all these posts. Uh, Santa came. Now, that was, you know, just a, <laughs> that was a good opportunity to just say a bad, raunchy joke. But really, you're going to take a picture of the tree and the presents underneath. Oh, Santa came. <laughs> <sighs> People and their freaking online trends, you know. But speaking of the best of last week, you know, as you guys know, I have like bullet points that I carry over from the previous week that I didn't use into the next week. So I already have something loaded up in the chamber and then I just get every, all the material I come up with on a weekly basis and just adds to it so I can carry over every week. But I'll tell you what, when you don't do a live episode for a week and then, you know, you have two weeks, you should see the list that I have now, you know, because the goal this year is 52 episodes. I want to get one out every single week. You know, I had 27 the first year, I had 49 last year, and now I got to I got to see if I can get this every week. But I'll tell you what, if you saw my bullet list, I have a list as long as fucking Celine Dion's neck. <laughs> you know, it, and so I have a lot of a lot of shit to pull from. And I did tell you, oh yeah, before I get started, I got to hit you guys with some breaking news. All right, so there's been a little bit of a contact change. Now, it's something I've been talking about for like the last probably year that I never got on was my domain, you know, with GoDaddy. And it turned out I never even bought one. Like as I went to go through, I'm, I'm going through the app and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I got to this point last year and I decided, oh, I'll just I'll put a pin in this and I'll. So I never checked out with a domain. But the one thing I couldn't believe was this. Some fucking bloke out there. The crodpodcast.com is taken. I went, what? I'm like, no, 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 no. There's only one C-Rod podcast, by the way, right? But number two, like, who? where do I find this fucking guy, you know? So I went to the crodpodcast.com, and there's no live website. Okay. 
But it, GoDaddy was saying, like, if you want that domain, you can pay this broker $75, and then he can contact the guy, right? And I'm, I'm like, well, we're going to get into a pissing contest of me buying the domain off him. Because people, when, when people own a domain and somebody wants it, they are in the ultimate position of leverage. You know, so he'd be like, oh, you want it? 15 grand. To which I would tell him to go fuck all the way off. So I just said, fuck it. I got the crodpodcast.net. All right, so that's my new domain. And I did, I did check. I checked all over. I checked that domain, and I checked for another C-Rod podcast. There's only one. So this guy was probably some joker. You know, we're going to podcast. And he, he started doing all kinds of shit and just never did anything. Because I'm not even finding history of it. You know, I'm not finding any history of it either. So so that means that there's a contact chain. Now, this is ma- mainly for the people that don't know me. Because all the people who don't know me always reach out by email. And I get it. There's, there's, I'm not the only Christian Rodriguez in the world for you to find throughout Facebook. I understand that, you know. So the new email is going to be Christian at the crodpodcast.net. All right, Christian at the crodpodcast.net. Now I'm going to monitor that crodpodcast at gmail.com, you know, for the next couple of weeks. You know, you guys can wean yourself off of that until you start using the new one. But yeah, so. That'll be different to close. And my website will now be under construction. I'm going to get in there, you know, hopefully in the next week or two and and make the edits that I need to make. I mean, it's almost done, but I just got to, you know, switch out the logo from the old logo, match the color and all that kind of stuff. So just another avenue that you guys can contact me because I love staying in touch with you guys, as you know. So what do I want to start with this week? Oh, (laughs) so I did tell you guys, I think it was in the close maybe that I went out with my my buddy Matt last week. Uh, he was in Conshohocken. and he had like a happy hour for like some clients of his, you know, for Christmas and he was going to be in Conshohocken. and when he's in Conshohocken, it's like, yo, dude, like you're in Narstown, we're getting together, you know. It's always a freaking smash. <laughs> we always have a blast when we get together, you know. So, I was in that I don't know why, but when that day I had a hankering for margaritas. You know, so I'm like, all right, let's go to, we'll go to Coyote Crossing, like a Mexican joint in Conchahawken. So he's like, all right, I'm in, you know. So I'm like, all right, dude, what time is your happy hour over? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'll right, be over at seven. I can probably be, I'll run up to the room and get changed real quick and I'll, I'll grab an Uber. I'll be five minutes away, you know, so probably about 7.15, somewhere around there. And it ended up running late, which I, you know, you kind of expect. Like if you're doing shit for clients, it's not like, oh, seven o'clock, everybody out the fucking door, you know. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll get an Uber. I'll be there at 7 o'clock. If you're not there, I'll just start drinking, you know. And we were, we did plan on getting dinner, but then it got to a point where it got a little late for him. I'll get on it on that in a minute. I just wanted to back up, though, you know, to the actual lift. So I get the lift, and it, it's there at about 6.45. And, and the lift came. And it was funny because, like, as soon as I got in, like, as soon as I got in the car, right, the, the driver was a, was a chatterbox. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. I, you know, I have no problem with that. I'll talk to a freaking wall clock. I don't give a shit, you know? But, like, we were probably no sooner than a minute into the ride, and we're, like, not even out of my neighborhood yet, and he hits me with, he's like, is this like a, you know, he's like, I'm looking for a new place to live. Like, is this a nice, this is a nice place to live? <laughs> and I said, guy, out of every resident that lives in Norristown, you could not have asked a worse person about what they think about Norristown because I, and I went through the whole list. I told him, you know, I told him all the, the, the tomfoolery and all the ballyhoo that goes around in this place, you know, and I, I think I sold him on it. 
<laughs> and I told him, I said, well, where are you from? He goes, oh, I'm from Pottstown. I live in Pottstown. I'm like, well, that's no that's no different, really, than Norristown, but Pottstown's got him edged out a little bit. I mean, there's some good pockets in Pottstown. Right? And then he's like, yes, yeah, so what do you do for a living? I'm like, what the what is it with this guy? <laughs> I'm like, what are you, a fucking cop? <laughs> you know? You're like, yeah. Anyway. So I told him where I live, you know, where I work, you know, or what I do, I should say. And it turned out the reason why he asked is because he's looking for a new line of work. I said, "Well, what do you do for a living?" And he goes, oh, "I'm a I'm a prison, you know, correction officer." I went, "Oh my god!" I was like, "No wonder you want to get the fuck out of there. Why would you even sign up for that shit?" You know, I saw Oz. <laughs> that shit was fucked up. No, but really, I mean, you know, I had a family member you know, in prison when I was young, I, you know, in Graterford, I was 10 years old. So I, I went into Graterford and saw the, like the, the shit that goes on there. So I had to ask him, I'm like, how is it now? Like with this generation in prison, you know, like, are they still sh- like shanking each other or are they, you know, worried about pronouns? You know, he's like, no, there's not a whole lot of that kind of stuff, you know, going on. He's like, but the one thing that they do now more than ever is they, you know, they throw shit and piss at each other. I went, what? Like, they do what? He's like, yeah, you know, like if there's a certain guy that like, you know, that, that needs to get it, you know, like they know where he's going to be and at what time and where he's going to walk by and they, you know, they get all this, you know, schedules and routine down and they'll just, you know, they'll, they'll throw shit at his face. I'm like, wait a minute. So these people are like shitting in their hand and holding it and waiting for somebody to go walk by. Like that's the new shiv. Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm picking up here? <laughs> because, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it was like, you know, this big elaborate thing where, like, the, you know, they would get a toothbrush and they would whittle the handle down to, like, a little spike where it was, like, you know, two inches long. And the only way that you could really kill the guy was to stab him 137 times until he bled out. And we've graduated to throwing human feces at each other as a, you're going to get it? <laughs> what? He's like, dude, I'm telling you. I'm like, did they ever do it to you? And he's like, no, no way. I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow that. I'm like, okay, good. You know, but anyway, so, so he, and he even moved on to tell me that they come up with these contraptions, you know, like jail, everything in jail is a contraption, you know, like you're using like, you know, like heating elements and you're using like the, you know, these people like make food and it's like, holy, how the fuck did you even make that with what you have on hand? Everything is a contraption in prison, you know? And he was like, yeah, dude, some, so they would get an aerosol can. And they would like filter like a like a bag in between the nozzle, and and they would put a straw on the end of the nozzle. It's like this whole elaborate system. So when you when you pressed, you know, the aerosol can button down, it would filter, it and there would be like a plastic bag of shit attached to it, so it would like fly through the straw, so you can get it like. Str- I'm like, what the? <laughs> and then he said they would get like balloons. They would get balloons somehow, and they would piss in the balloons and throw like like the, from the third floor, like the you know like the like they have the cell stacked on top of each other. You know they throw like piss balloon bombs off of the fucking third floor. I'm like Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God, that's how elaborate it is. But I was like, look, here, here's here's my company name. Okay, you, you know they're, they're, we have a lot of different departments. Just check them out from time to time, you know, and see if there's anything's a fit for you. Whatever, you know. So. I'm done with that guy. I go I go over to Coyote Crossing, and now I go in there, and I got a text from my buddy Matt. He's like, yeah, it's running late, man. You know, blah, blah, blah. I get it. You know, you got clients. You know, you want to lose them and all that kind of shit. You know, it's, it, it's going to run over. I get it. 
I'm like, I'll just sit here and drink until you get here. You know, now we were going to go to, you know, have dinner as well as drinks at Coyote Crossing. And it turned out that they closed at nine o'clock, which I don't understand because I, I really do love Conchahawk. And I think it's just like a, a suburban version of like Center City. It's got so many great restaurants and bars and it's just like a cute little town, you know. And I just don't understand if it's such a happening place. Why does everything close at 9 o'clock? I looked at like so many bars around there once I found out that place closed at 9. There were so many places that closed at 9. I'm like, fuck this. So I found some hole in the wall that was going to close at 12 that I was going to end up going to. But we weren't going to eat at Coyote Crossing because it was just too late. You know? So I go in there and they got like these giant freaking margaritas. You know? So I grab one of those. Right? Now this guy that came at that, that poured me the margarita. He, English was his second language, and it was a distant second. Like, th- there's no way that this guy wasn't, like, in the family because there's no way that guy could just walk in off the street and talk the way that he talked and land himself a job as a bartender. It, it just wasn't fucking, it wasn't happening, you know? So we're sitting, I was struggling just to order the goddamn margarita. Cause like, hey, man, you know, what can I get? And I'm like, hey, just give me, you know, like, I pointed a thing on, on the menu, give me that margarita. He's like, okay, uh, what about the lean? I said, the what? The Reem. I'm like, what the fuck is the Reem? What, what, what are you talking about? The Reem. The, you know the Reem? I'm like, the first two times, I didn't understand what you were saying. So if you say it twice the same way, I'm still not going to say, you know, like, the Reem. You know, the Reem. And I'm like, all right, we're at a point here where you got to point to something <laughs> of what you're referring to. He's like, you know, you got the glass and you got the Reem. I'm like, oh, the rim? <laughs> is that what you're saying? The rim? I'm like, yeah, put salt on that shit. <laughs> Right, so he does that, and then, you know, he brings it to me. I, you know, when I'm finishing up, you know, I go to I go to signal to him again, and like ordering the second one was just I'm like I want the same exact thing, and he just he 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 had a hard time understanding me. It was like a whole language barrier. So I'm like, all right, I'm like I probably speak as much Spanish as he does English. So let me try to make this, you know, easier on him. Right, boy, was that a fucking mistake? Because I wanted to walk over to that other bar, so I wanted to get my check. You know, and I'm figuring if I can't even order a drink with this guy, how am I going to tell him to get me like to check out? You know, so I like put my hand up in the air, and he comes over, and he, hey, you know, I'm like, "Okay, pagar la cuenta," and he and his eyes lit up. He's like, "Oh, he needs the check, <laughs> right?" And he he goes over and gets the fucking check, right? And he brings it over and just starts. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, I was just trying to help you out. All right, I don't. I, I know a little bit of Spanish, but you know, I will say like the the hardest thing about Spanish and learning it is hearing it and you know being able to digest it because they talk a mile a minute, man. Like and and as I get higher in these levels on this app, like they start talking faster, and it's like oh shit, you know. And then speaking it because it's a whole new dialect that you got to learn. So like that's the toughest part. Like I can see shit on paper and I can tell you exactly what it says, you know. But it's just like the speaking, and th- you know, so I figured I'd help him out, you know. But anyway, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So I walk over to this other bar now, right? Now, mind you, I'm already two margaritas in, big ones, you know. And, you know, so Matt ends up getting there. I had two scotches, I think, before he got there, right? And I got double scotches. Like, so by the time he got there, I was two big margaritas and two big scotches in. Right. And then every time I ordered another one, 
the lady made the pour like higher and higher. Like she was by the end, she was filling that glass to the top. It was like a quadra. I I, I drank a bottle of scotch, <laughs> plus those two margaritas, right? And I normally don't do this, but you know, just because I was I was with my buddy, I knew we were, I was going to be lifting home. You know, for the first time in like I think fifteen years, I blacked out. <laughs> oh god, fucking forty four years old. Oh man. It was it was freaking crazy. So like you know, it, it, I had to I had to retrace my steps on what I used to do the morning after, you know, a, like a blackout. And it's basically you're trying to put the pieces together, you know, from last night. Like oh, who do I got to apologize to? What did I do wrong? What did I do this right? So he texted me in the morning, and I only had to work a half day, and then I had four days off after that, you know. And so he like he texted me. He's like, dude, I am no good. I'm like, you're no good. Like I'm. Phew, another shot at and missed and shit at it hit situations you know so like about an hour later he calls me and i guess that we were going to debrief you know because he, he was drinking beers to my my quadruple scotches so he had a little bit more of a handle on things because <laughs> i didn't remember how the fuck i got home that that was the weird thing because i looked at my email like to see my lift receipt and there wasn't one there i'm like what the fuck what did i do i'm like i didn't walk home from concha hawking what the fuck happened so i was glad to be called and he's like, yeah, dude, you pissed on the bar. I said, I did what? <laughs> I'm like, dude, even blackout drunk, that is not something that I would do. I would not, like, you know, there's no way in a public place, you know, especially with the lights on, because I do remember that. I do remember that. The lights did come on because it was 12 o'clock. You know, I, w- I think I would have remembered, you know, whipping out my junk and pissing right on the bar. He's like, no, 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 no. You didn't piss physically on the bar. You pissed on like the facade of the bar, meaning like I pissed on the wall outside of the bar. I'm like, ah, it's no big deal. <laughs> I thought you meant I whipped it out right in the bar. Like I'd do that. Right. So then, so, so I'm like, all right, so humor me. How the fuck did I get home? You know? And he's like, oh, dude, he's like, you don't remember? I'm like, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> right. So he goes, dude, your lift shows up, right? And he was like, you get in and you you drive. You guys go about 100 feet and the, the car comes to a sudden stop. And then the reverse lights come on and he starts backing up to me. And he's like, I heard you from inside the car. It sounded like you guys were arguing. And I'm like, oh, no. What? <laughs> I'm like, what happened? And he's like, but as you guys got closer to me, I realized that you guys were laughing. I'm like, all right, well, that's, that sounds more me. You know, so, so the guy opens the door and he's like, it turned out like, see now Lyft and Uber drivers, they don't know where they're taking you until you're physically in the car. Like they will do something on the app, you know, and they, they can actually see like where they're going. They don't know that beforehand. Right. So I get in, the, I, <laughs> I get in the guy's car. Right. And it turned out, he's like, oh, you're going to Narstown. I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, he's like, I'm so sorry, but like, can you cancel this ride? Because like, I, I have a warrant for me in in naro's town a warrant like and you're driving lift like what i didn't even realize till the next day when he told it to me i'm like wait a minute i'm like concha hawken is in montgomery county what the fuck was this guy talking about you know i'm like so how did i get home and he was like dude he's like after that i like my lift showed up and i just added a stop like you like your house because i didn't want to leave you alone (laughs) i'm like jesus christ but yeah i jesus christ you know like i said i i used to black out a lot back then but like now like i don't do that shit no more but you know like i said it was one of those nights you know hanging out with a buddy i don't see all all that often and you know i knew i wasn't driving so i figured you know let's do that 
but you know as always i am up against a break i'm actually way over time on up against a break but you know like i was telling you before i got that list as long as a freaking night in jail so we'll get that to pick from i'll pick all the you know the best stuff i guess you know the uh, that's fucked up segment is going to be fucked up this week and just some more gen x complaining in the get off my lawn segment with a whole slew of other stuff i have for you on the first episode of season three so make sure you keep it locked right here on the c rod podcast don't go away Hey guys, Christian here, and I'm about to hit you with a threefer for this one, alright? I'm going to ask you three questions. One, do you love craft beer? Two, do you love great barbecue? And three, do you love live music? Then man, do I have the spot for you. Crooked Eye Brewery, right in the heart of Hatboro, run by my friend Matt's family, the Mulherons, they're a great family, okay? And you guys know, I'm an IPA guy, I love craft beer. And when I tell you their flagship IPA, the Crooked Eye IPA, is delicious, I mean it. And they have all kinds of other beers too. Blondales, Hazy Ale, Session IPAs, Stouts, Porters, all that stuff. They got it and they brew it right in-house. And it is delicious. They have live music almost every single night of the week. They have a house band, the Crooked Eye house band. And then the main event. On Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, my buddy Matt, Salty Vets Barbecue, serves their food right out of the brewery and i've had him on this show before as you guys know we went a little behind the scenes it's all how he did things and i'm telling you right now people always say oh there's no good barbecue around here there's no good barbecue around here yeah well now there is right in the heart of montgomery county right off of york road in hatboro right next to silvio's deli crooked eye brewery wednesday friday saturday and sunday you can get their delicious barbecue unbelievable ribs unbelievable pulled chicken great sides pulled pork the whole nine and he's always adding menu items to his menu this is a great family this is a great brewery with great beer great live music and great food check out crooked eye brewery in hatboro tell my center Welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. This is a deep cut. <laughs> I never heard this song like on the radio or anything like that before, but it was just, it's the song that was in the end of Teen Wolf, which is a movie I saw probably a thousand times. You remember back in the day when you would have movies on tape? You know, you would have VCR tapes of like of movies this was one of them i think this was actually the first movie that i had you know on vhs and i remember there was like a couple like i used to watch it every day that was a thing that i did when i was a kid i used to watch movies like every day (laughs) and that that song just uh it's so funny sometimes it skips a generation i was hoping it would pass you by well daddy it didn't pass me by it landed on my face what the hell am i gonna do but I'm thinking here, it's New Year's Day, right? And I, I I couldn't just not go through a New Year's Day without doing, you know, kind of a year in review for our potato in chief. 
Oh man, I, I just I, I I just don't know how long you can keep running this guy out there. It's just it's so bad. But there's a compilation that I'm going to play for you, and then and then I just have to remind you of what a fucking <laughs> stone faced liar this guy is. Okay, but here is a compilation. Now you're going to see it's it's going to be back to back of like all of his gaffes from 2022. You know, his mumbling, stuttering, falling asleep, whatever the fuck it is with him. It's time for tapioca pudding. I don't know what it is with that guy, but there's going to be some times where there's like a two or a three second pause, and that's because not only does he have verbal gaffes, but he just has <laughs> physical ones as well, as we all know when he... <laughs> oh, man. I talked about this on the best of, but is there ever, like, ever going to be a better video of Joe Biden falling off that fucking bike? <laughs> because the funny here's the here's the best part about it, right? I said in that bit, I'm like, you know, as soon as I saw him come around the corner on the bike, I knew he was going for a tumble. I just knew it, you know. And this is before I even knew it happened. I'm like, oh, this can't be like, you know, it's a viral video. It begins with Joe Biden coming around the corner on a 10 speed. What, what, how else did you think that was going to go? But it's so funny because like as he's like approaching the person that I guess was going to like, you know, ask him questions or whatever, he rides up with he's got this smile on his face as he's slowing down. Like he's it, it, it's, it's so fucking funny. It, it's almost like it was predetermined. Like it was a, it was scripted. You know, oh God, it was so funny. But so anyway, yeah, they, and not only that, like he's got his times where like he's finishing up a speech and he has no idea where the fuck to go. That That's happened probably 15 times where he's, he's done talking and then he'll look to his right and he just gets this look of befuddlement on his face. And then he turns to the left, same look, and then he just turns completely around until somebody comes up there and gets him. Like, you don't know, exit stage left there, guy. <laughs> so you're going to hear like some two and three second you know gaps and and when you do hear those it's basically you know one of his physical gaps obviously you can't see but it's that's what's actually happening or he's falling off the steps of air force one or he's falling off the bike or whatever it is all right so check this out there's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020 last week president harris and i i was gonna put him in uh, foot Excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas. No, there are about 16 that I've already gone in for yet, and a lot more are that. You know how much I'm going to do with the deficit this year? Of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The percentage of the men who do so, end of quote. Repeat the line. Every time I hear hail of the chief wonder, where the hell is he? Count the vote. What a stupid son of a bitch. I mean, honest to God, that's all I think. Watch me. If you think I don't have the energy level of mental acuity. Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. Go get him! <laughs> all right, now, now, of course, there were way more gaffes in, in 2022 than whoever made that video put together. So that wasn't, you know, Mr. Potato Head and his full bucket of parts. But there are a lot more, and I played a lot of them on this show. But like that, <laughs> the moral of this story is that is the leader of the free world. That is your president. That is your president, and and it's just a, it's a shit show every goddamn day. Oh, it's so funny. But you know, you guys know where I stand. You guys know my stance on this. Like, 
when I always talk about like white people who like go out of their way to like, you know, shout BLM and, and you know, even when it's not necessary, you know, you're guilty of something. You did something before or you're a closet racist or, or, or whatever the case may be. Example. Yeah. Say there's like a room full of people and a guy and a guy comes in that like that nobody knows. Right. And if, if that guy walks in and he was like, I just want to establish something right out of the gate, right fucking now. Okay. I am not a racist and I, I'm not going to stand for any racist talk. That guy is a racist. Okay. <laughs> you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't walk into a room and just start shouting that shit because people do. And, and it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It really is. But Joe Biden, stone cold racist. There's three things. All right. That, and I've said this before. There's three things that Joe Biden unequivocally is, okay? One, he's a racist. Two, he's a liar. And three, he's a criminal. All right? Now, (laughs) again, he doesn't realize how many racially driven statements he's made in the last 49 years in in Congress, Senate, and, and, you know, in the White House. You know? Because you notice now that he, like, when he was running for president and then when he was, you know, when he became president, all of a sudden, he's like, I love black people grew up in a black church i'm actually here's the funny part about it too he he grew yeah he yeah uh-huh growing up racist he he grew up in the black church he was raised by puerto ricans you know he <laughs> he lived in in scranton and delaware simultaneously i mean it, it's he can be in two places at one time at a very young age joe kent all right so i'm going to play this back to back this is this is him basically saying now again the guy's been a racist his whole life, but now he's got to, yeah, I did everything he said he did when, when he was younger, like, oh, he used to drive a truck. He drive a big 18-wheeler. I used to work in coal mines. I used to eat apples for breakfast. I go outside, and I turn around three times, stop, drop, and roll, man. Touchdown Yankees. <laughs> like, but anyway, yeah, it was always in Scranton. He was always in Delaware. Did all these things that he just never did. You know, he, he marched in the Million Man March. He, he did all this shit that he did, just did not do, which screams he is a goddamn racist. Now, before I play a couple of things from him saying racial statements, here's him <laughs> about the black and the Puerto Rican communities. This is a gas. Check this out. I, I, I got raised in the black church. He knows I'm not kidding. I got my education for real in the black church. And that's not hyperbole. It's a fact. I probably uh, went to shul more than many of you did. <laughs> you all think I'm kidding. He can tell you I'm <laughs> I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. I just have one thing to say. I mean, this guy, okay, is the he is the absolute worst liar in in the history of humanity. <laughs> he really is. Like, okay, yeah. So we're you were you were in the black church more than the black people were, Joe, and you were you're a stone cold fucking racist. Okay, <laughs> you 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 were raised and you got your education in the black church, and yet last week on Christmas when you gave your fucking speech, you were the first president in American history to not mention Jesus. <laughs> in your speech but you were in that black church all the time used to mop the floor drank the other wine like <laughs> stop 
You know, and then he was raised in the Puerto Rican community, and, and then he, he played the freaking so you should when he played that song. I don't know why, but it, whoever made the video put that in like you know forty eight speed. I don't know why or for whatever it was, you know. And you should have seen when he when he hit the button on the phone and the music started playing. How creepy and cringy his fucking face was. It, it's just that guy is just a fucking creep. And notice he 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 would also be. I would love. This is what I would love to do. I would love to go head to head against Joe Biden. All right, no limit, Texas Hold'em, me and you. All right, and I will take every dollar that you've stolen over the last fifty fucking years because you would be the worst fucking poker player ever. This guy's got tells for days. All right, and he and he kept on saying them in in this thing. Oh, these guys think I'm joking? Not a joke, not hyperbole. Yeah, you know, like. It's like every time you say either simply not true, not a joke, or not a hyperbole, it's the exact opposite of what you just fucking said. He's just, he's, I, God, I hate him. I just fucking loathe that guy. So now, you know, of course, I'm going to expose him. So all this shit, like I was saying going into this, okay, he did all that because he wanted to, you know, he's he's trying to make up and compensate for the last 45 years when he said nothing but racist shit, Okay. And now, now I'm going to give you one that I've, I've, I've always debated playing on this show because it's, quite frankly, it's a word that I don't want said on my show. But then I started thinking about it. And I went, well, I didn't say it, <laughs> you know. So here's your here's your president who loves black and Puerto Rican people and gays and trans and all that. This is this is the president, you know, talking about something in the Senate floor. We already have a nigger mayor. We don't need any more nigger big shots. Like I said. I didn't say it. It's like, what the fuck did you just say? Like on the Senate floor? <laughs> oh no, Joe loves black people. Oh, sure he does. All right, now I can play. Now listen, the video that I got that from. Okay, the the video is 14 minutes and 56 seconds of the history of saying racial slur after racial slur after racial slur. I'm not going to go into it, you know, but like. There was times on the Senate floor, like when it was time to vote on desegregation, he was he was adamantly against it. <clears throat> he comes, you know, he's like, he's like, I don't want these people robbing me, and I don't want these people. I don't want my kids to grow up in a racial jungle, and I, I don't, I don't want my wife getting hit with a pipe and raped by all these people. He he actually said this stuff on the Senate floor. Now now he's coming out here. I was raised in a black church. You you never set fucking foot in that fucking church, Joe. Shut the fuck up. Oh God, I hate him. <laughs> I gotta get away from him because he just he just makes me sick. The one thing I did want to get into here was how dumb people somehow find ways to sue companies for things that you should not be suing companies for just so you can get like a, a shitload of money and they actually find like a poop hole loophole in the law to the point where you can actually do it. I'm going to give you an example of, of one. <clears throat> then I'm going to give you an example of one I just read about. And then I'm going to give you a Rodriguez Law example. Okay. The first person to actually sue a company over something so goddamn ridiculous that you, you would think a judge you know, would laugh at or a litigator would laugh at. This woman actually got over seven figures for this. And it started the whole chain of this. But like people who sue big companies for dumb things in the first one. If you guys remember, this is probably, I want to say, maybe in the 
early to mid 90s. I could be way off on that. But either way, she sued McDonald's for her coffee burning her lips and tongue. There was no warning label like content. If you ever notice now, like on every single coffee cup across America, it'll say, you know, caution, contents are hot. That it was because of that lady that, that wasn't always printed on cups or lids, you know, or sleeves. But so she is like, okay, let me see if I got this straight. You ordered a hot cup of coffee and then complained when it was hot. Like your hand touching the cup didn't give you any kind of like clue that, oh, you know, maybe I better blow on this or maybe I better let it sit for a while. No, I'm going to sue McDonald's and I get fucking, <laughs> I, really, really, she's set for life because of, of, of her not having any fucking common sense. That's basically what that boils down to. All right. Now, there's a lady now currently suing TGI Fridays. You hear this one? She's suing TGI Fridays because she bought frozen mozzarella sticks, a six-pack of them, off Amazon, right? And it turned out that there's not mozzarella cheese in the mozzarella stick. It's cheddar cheese. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sure she was so goddamn traumatized. You fucking cheddar instead of mozzarella. What am I going to do? I'm going to sue. That's what I'm going to do. Just like that fucking bitch at McDonald's, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna sue TGI Fridays because of a frozen byproduct in a supermarket doesn't contain the cheese that it says it is. Why are you entitled to millions of dollars for that? You should be entitled to a re, an Amazon refund is what you should be you know entitled to. Now here's what happened when they when they did litigation on it, the judge actually said, all right, this case is going to be heard. This case is going to be heard. What about all the millions of other people that bought frozen mozzarella sticks with TGI Friday? Shouldn't this be a class action suit? No? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what did she do? Like, did, did she, like, read, like, oh, I'm going to make sure this is mozzarella cheese. Let me read the ingredients. You, you do realize that you're buying, if you buy anything from the frozen food section that's like a snack in the supermarket, okay, you're not getting what you think you're getting. It's It's garbage. <laughs> it's all garbage. Oh, God. What is it with people? I'm, I'm, I'm suing because it's, it's cheddar cheese and not mozzarella. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? And I told you guys, okay, probably about, it was about a decade ago, I was delivering for that, that printing company, and this you know metal plate fell off of a landscaping like truck that's you know, it's got the hitch and a trailer behind it, you know, the ones that are always out back here. And it bounced on the ground, and it and it hit and made like a, a a spike. It made a spike in like the the step down thing, like when you get out of the van, right? And I just jumped down, and that freaking shard just ripped my leg wide open. As soon as it happened, I'm like, that's not good. Like before I even looked at it, and I turned around and I looked at it. I had like tissue and and muscle and shit coming to fuck. It was bad. I got like 15 stitches on the outside, and like 13 stitches on the inside like to get all my tissue and fucking muscle and sinew and shit all, all back together you know what i got i got two grand two grand and i actually physically suffered not only did i physically suffer the scar goes right through one of my tattoos it just splits the tattoo in half i should have got one hundred and fifty thousand a stitch but oh my god my mouth is hot because i drank hot coffee that i ordered and i felt in my hand i get millions of dollars for that like what <laughs> the ultimate 
Rodriguez Law, and then the ultimate stupidity of today's society who's, who, who just sue for the dumbest fucking shit. It's just, it's, it's beyond me. <laughs> it's beyond me. Like I said, close that portal back up. What the hell's going on in here? But anyway, one quick thing that I forgot to say <clears throat> when I was going into, you know, Christmas in the beginning of the show and shit like that. What's going on? This is more primarily in the NBA than it is any other sport. But what the fuck is going on with people in the NBA? I mean, these guys make millions of dollars. I'm talking millions of dollars. Have you seen? Are these people like blind to you know style or or fashion? Have you have you seen these guys dress? They they look like they belong on Sesame Street with the shit that they come up with. I'm, I'm being dead serious. Just anybody happen to see James Harden walking up to, you know, like, cause you know, I don't know why they do this, but it's like whenever somebody enters the building, you know, the network feels the need to like film him walking in. Like he's like, he's in the WWE walking down the aisle. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Okay. All right. Tyrese Maxey's present. Okay, good. Thank God he showed up. <laughs> I don't need to see that. But if you, I'll tell you what, if, and I know you, there's a lot of people who don't watch basketball out there, but I will say this. Just Google James Harden 2022 Christmas Day outfit, and you will see a Muppet. You will see, all right, so he's he's got this big, like, furry coat on, and, and, like, and he totally looked like Sesame Street. Like, it was all a bunch of different, like, bright colors, right? And then he had, like, these big, like, they almost looked like Jenko jeans, like, with the big, wide fucking legs. They were pink pants. Okay, and then he had slippers on that matched the coat with all the fuzzy fucking bullshit on there, and then he had a ski mask on that was pink, and it was pulled over his fucking face. He looked, and that's not the first time. This guy fucking looks ridiculous every everywhere he goes. I'm like, how the fuck did you like walk out the door and go like, man, my shit is tight. Look at this fucking outfit. Look at goddamn cartoon character there, chief. Ben Simmons is another one. Like it's like, are you blind? Are you are you even looking at these clothes before you buy them? Trying them on, taking a look at them, being like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I just don't understand it. <laughs> fucking NBA players are fucking idiots. Jesus Christ! But you know, look up that out. Like Google it. Just Google uh, you, you, when you see it. It's just like this guy really wore that outside. I don't care how much fucking money you got. Jesus Christ! Catch me dead in that shit. But with that, it is time for the Get Off My Lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get off my lawn. Now, going back to Gen X, like I was saying before the first commercial, I'm pretty pissed off about something. And I, I've noticed this a long time ago, but it's it's something that needs to be said. Okay, because my generation... And the boomers got fucked on this one the most, okay? And it's basically, we should be exempt. After I tell you what this is going to be about, we should be exempt from, okay? Now, I was born in 1978, which is pretty much, it was like the tail end of eight-track tapes, okay? And, you know, anybody have that, you know, the parents that got the eight-track player in the car, you know? And there were, like, tapes that looked like, Atari games, <laughs> right? So, you know, at that point, I really didn't own any eight tracks. My parents did, but I, I didn't. I was, I, you know, I wasn't old enough for it. And when I first started coming up, the thing that you collected was vinyl. All right. And 
you know, after vinyl, like you have this whole collection, and then next thing you know, oh, here comes te- the tape cassette. It's new and innovative. It's going to be the future. All right? Fuck all your vinyls. Go buy a whole new music collection that you already have on vinyl on cassette. Right? You're supposed to be set for life. It's last time purchase. You'll never have to do it again. Okay. All right, fast forward about a decade. Oh, CD players. It's a laser disc. It's innovative. It's cutting edge. It's the future. Fuck all your cassettes. Fuck all your vinyls. Fuck all your eight tracks. Go buy your music collection yet again on on CDs, right? Then the iPod comes out. Oh, you don't have to have, you know, things taking up space. No more CDs. No more tapes. No more vinyls. Right? Here's an iPod. It's in the palm of your hand. Your whole music collection. All right, for $250. So we have to do that again, and it was <laughs> you would <laughs> then you would have to illegally burn them down and get the, like the music and shit like that. But then once that was over, okay, now if you want all the music that you want, you got to pay a monthly fee. What? <laughs> no. How about the kids that were born in the year two thousand? Never had to even buy a CD. Never even have to buy a CD. Like, we had to buy our music collection four times. Oh, and guess what? Now, now, just like life comes full circle with every fucking thing that we ever do, all right, vinyls are now, like, big as a, as a comeback. So you're trying to tell me, <laughs> you know, because most of the people who, you know, want, like, once they transfer their albums, like, from from vinyl to cassette, sooner or later, they either, they either sold off their vinyls or, you know, they put them in storage or they just got rid of them. You know, now they want you to buy that all over again, too. Like, so So what I'm trying to say is anybody born before 1980, all right, and then the boomer generation was what, 50 to 65, and then and Gen X was 65 to 80. So from 1950 to 1980, if that is on your birth certificate, you should be exempt from paying for any kind of fucking music for the rest of your life <laughs> or how much money we pumped into that goddamn industry, and now you want me to pay monthly for the rest of my life? Fuck that shit. <laughs> hey, but buckle in because it is now time for That's Fucked Up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up, that's fucked up. I told you before the commercial, this is this is really fucked up and this is really serious. Because you guys know how I've been pining, you know, against the elites and all this, you know, all this human trafficking and, and, the, and the kids being sex trafficked and all this kind of stuff, and, they're, and they're, they're bulletproof. There's nothing you can do to take them down. Now, Jeffrey Epstein wasn't a part of their squad. He was basically just the supplier of the kids that these elites and globalists and, and, and judges and all these people, these pedophiles, can go and fuck kids on an island, okay? I'll get into that in a second. See, the thing is, here, here's why it's scary, is because they're not even hiding it anymore, for like the people who like here's the thing you know this current these globalists and these elite people along with you know the government all right if you don't if you don't agree with anything like anything that they do if you're not on their side if you question them if you call them corrupt if you say you're fucking criminals and all this kind of shit then they're going to come after you like it should be you know even to the most common you know thinking person this should be like right out in broad daylight at this point if you can't see it i don't know what the fuck to tell you because here's the thing all right jeffrey epstein was he was on their side okay he agreed with all their shit he wasn't like you know he wasn't speaking out against them saying they were corrupt no he was just providing them with kids and a place to do it while he was doing it himself 
right? And it was it was just too big. It was too big to sweep under the rug. So he ended up getting caught. And being that he wasn't part of their squad, he was merely a vendor. They feared that he was going to like talk. It was like, okay, well, this guy's not going to spend the rest of his life in prison if he just talks and says who who did it. He might be able to strike a deal, you know. So <laughs> he killed himself, quote unquote. Just, you know, yeah, it just so happened that at the very time that he hung himself with a bed sheet from a bunk bed, all right, both the guards that were sitting outside that, that were watching the room at all times magically fell asleep and the camera magically didn't work and he broke his neck in four different places. You, you <laughs> If you're killing yourself, you don't do that. You don't, you know, it's like, oh, I broke my neck. Oh, let me try again. Now, a human did that to him because they were. it was like they're going to blow our shit up, get somebody in there and, and get him fucking killed. Right. And then, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell, she gets fucking caught. She goes on trial and half the country didn't even know there was a trial about it because we were knee deep in Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's bullshit. And what happened? All those elite globalists that are on that list, they're on the flight log there. It's, it's proven there's money transactions for them to have sex with kids on that fucking island. All those globalists, all those judges, all those celebrities, all those people. And they seal the case. We're not allowed to know who was on that list, fucking kids. Okay? Now we fast forward to last week. All right? I've talked about Andrew Tate on this show numerous times. All right? I'm for his movement. I'm not for him as a person because I just think he's a fucking egotistical jerk-off. All right? But he does stand for something good. He's trying... He, like, he, this guy goes out and he screams about this shit. Like, he comes out and he's like, these fucking global elitists are trying not only to have all these sex trafficking rings and all this other shit, but they're trying for, like, a world government. They want to rule the world because they don't want the peasants like us questioning anything that they do. We just need to work for them. That's what we need to do. Keep the world going so they can live in it. That's that's basically what it is. All right? Now, this guy comes out and, you know, he, he slams them all the time and rips them. He's like, this is so, they're so corrupt, they're so this, they're so that. Now, if you remember me telling you, there was that one teacher that said, I don't know any 14-year-old boys that don't follow Andrew Tate. I even think that I even think that children are getting tired of the bullshit that we see on a daily basis now to the point where it's like, no, we do need masculinity back. What's this woke shit? What's this gender shit? What the fuck is going on? So what happened? The elites are like, dude, we got we like he's on to us and he's and he's gonna get people if people are starting to follow him. We gotta stop this guy right now. All right, what did they do? They sent the FBI to his house and they, they arrested him for human trafficking. <laughs> exactly what they're guilty of. That's what they're so good at. They're so good at pointing the finger of what they do onto somebody else so the attention is taken off of them. And now it's a whole big media circus that they're going to slam Andrew Tate. I mean, if you can't see this by now, whoever whoever the elites and the media are trashing are the people that are good for people like you and me. All right. Elon Musk was a, was a, a global hero. This guy with the electric cars and, and SpaceX and going to Mars and doing it. He's a humanitarian. He's a fucking great guy. He does all this. Blah, 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 blah. Now, all of a sudden, he buys Twitter and he's starting to install free speech. You know, the First Amendment, which fucking pisses off the globalists like you wouldn't believe and pisses off the politicians like you wouldn't believe. And now, all of a sudden, look at the smear campaign on Elon Musk. It's just like, if, if you can't see it by now, I don't know what to tell you. I'll have one for you to pay attention for in the next two years. I'll guarantee you this. Okay, for the next two years, watch the, the mainstream media, and they are going to completely drag and smear through the fucking mud Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, 
who is probably like the, the greatest candidate for a president if you if you love America that is you know if you if you love freedom and you love like the constitution and you like all that you know like closed borders and good foreign policy and good economy and you know good wages affordable gas energy independence that's the guy if you want to continue with the hatred of America just to uh, you know expand like the global elite status then keep voting for these fucking bozos but they're going to smear him through the mud and make him look like Satan. That's the whole entire thing. And it's like, if you can't say it, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. It's like, they're going to do anything that they can to keep their power. And it's actually desperate and it's disgusting what they do. But, you know, we just keep on allowing them to do it. So the fact that these global elites can basically play God and do anything that they want. And they can use their big pawns of like the media and the government to punish the hardworking American people just so they can stay in power and continue pedophilia and continue child sex trafficking and continue corruption and continue all the other shit that we don't even know about. That is fucked up. That's fucked up. All right. See, I think that that segment was what, five minutes? You guys are going to get at least an hour and 10 minutes this week. I'm allowed to put five minutes in of not funny shit. I'm allowed to do that. It's my show. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, it's it, it's so fucked up. It's, a lot of people don't even know about this. That's the sad part. And then and when people are told about it, sometimes they just scoff at it. Like, oh, you were, you were just overreaching. This is just such a conspiracy. <laughs> okay. All right. Think how you want to think. But when it blows up, I'm the, I, I will be right in your face going, I fucking told you. <laughs> I had to talk about this next thing because, as you guys know, I've I've said this on multiple occasions. We we go to we go to the office once a week, and we you know we go out for lunch. We'll grab shit from like around you know wherever our office is. We never bring lunch. In fact, when we were when we were in lunch uh, when we were in in the office five days a week, we went out for lunch every day. So <laughs> we we were going to go to King of Prussia Mall, which I really I really don't love to do, only because. It's like we get 30 minutes for lunch, and I don't really think that any human being should get 30 minutes for lunch. If I'm spending eight and a half, nine hours in your building a day, I get at least an hour to myself, and fuck your little 15-minute breaks. That's a half hour and two 15-minute breaks. Fuck you. Like A human being needs an hour, okay? Now, King of Prussia Mall, from where we are, takes almost 15 minutes. Not 15 minutes. Well, there's one detour going on right now. It's almost 15 minutes to get there somewhere around there and that's 15 minutes back there's your 30 minutes but then you got to actually walk through the mall to get to the food court to pay. It's, it's a whole fucking thing you're looking at least 45 minutes to an hour before you even get back in the building which i don't really care it's just my manager's one of those by the book guys you know like, don't be late don't be late okay i'll take 30 minutes to go pick up my food come back and eat it within 30 minutes not happening so whenever he says yo let's go to the mall i'm like fuck it's going to be now, now I got to hear it from this fucking guy, but all right, fuck it. You know, so <laughs> this was a, this was a goddamn nightmare. So it was me, Devin and this other girl that, you know, that, that works in the office with us. And she's kind of like a, you know, she's cool, but she, you can tell she's like, we, we can't be late. Like she's one of those people. <laughs> she gets all, you know, like upset, you know? So I'm like, yeah, well, we're going to be late because we're going to the mall, number one. Number two, it's Christmas week. And I told you guys on a random Tuesday afternoon that King of Prussia Mall is a third world country. Now it's Christmas week. Okay. And we all, you know, placed an order from from different places, you know, in the food court. 
you know i think she went to like chick-fil-a he went to like a sushi place and i went to five guys right and the girl like we were, we got into the king of prussia mall parking lot which is a goddamn adventure every goddamn time too you know she's like I, well she said to devin she's like i think that yours isn't in, in the other food court i went other oh, food court there's two food court? i'm like great <laughs> now we gotta drive on one complete polar opposite side of the mall go in get the shit driving to the other side of the mall we're already like 25 minutes into our lunch like we ain't getting back for two hours at this point right because it was a zoo like i said christmas week it was like it was standing room only you know so i'm like here's what we're gonna do i'm like i'm gonna double park because i didn't drive devin did but i'm like you're gonna go run in to get your shit so you get out double park in front of the door and i'll sit in the driver's seat just in case i gotta move the car right so he goes in does that gets his food or no it turned out that the, the girl was wrong like the place that he was picking up was in the food court that we all ordered from so that was a whole waste of trip i'm like Jesus Christ. so now we drive on the other side of the mall and when i tell you we parked in in fucking harrisburg okay it was so fucking far away i'm like okay so now not only do we have to walk you know three and a half miles from where we parked to the door of the Primark, which leads to the food court. You got to fight your way through Primark and then go to pick up our fucking food. This is going to, this is going to take a goddamn eternity, you know? So I'm already, I, I already can like see my manager's face and just hear, and hear what he's like. I can't be late. You know, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Right. So we finally go in there. We fight through the shit. We go, you know, walk all the way back to the car. It was like, we, you know, we walked across the goddamn desert. Right. And, you know, so, so I, you know, I was basically saying to Devin, I'm like, you know, you know, my, my manager's going to get on my shit. Cause he used to be on my team and he's like, I know I'm like, well, anyway, but before we even get into this car, okay, we're all going to get our fucking story straight of what happened. Cause we, <laughs> we're looking at like an hour and a half of being away, you know? So I'm like, we got to come up with something that if you like, if they come up and start getting all heavy, like talking all heavy or how late we were, you got to say something that's going to shut them the fuck up right away and change their whole style of thinking. I'm like, sir, here's what we're going to do. Okay. Devin got pulled over. <laughs> that's the story. Okay. And, and not only will it be a story, it's going to be an elaborate story that they're going to have to buy. Okay. So, <laughs> and then when I said that, Devin's like, that's a great fucking idea. I'm like, yeah, yeah I've been around the block once or twice. <laughs> I, I come up with shit. So just follow my lead and we will be fine. All right. So here's what happened. Okay. King of Prussia Mall parking lot is a shit show in it to begin with. Okay. Now we come up to this one T in the parking lot and you were supposed to make a left. All right. But instead you can either go like right or left or, or there's actually like a little turn, like a little curb where they have like a little lane where you can turn right. It's a little swoop thing. I'm like, you were supposed to go to the T and you were supposed to make a left, but you went to that little, you know, the little loop to go make a right. We're like, no, dude, you went the wrong fucking way. Right. And then you made, you know, an ill-advised U-turn into oncoming traffic to try and go back the right way. All right. And you got pulled over for it in the King of Prussia Mall parking lot. And even better, it wasn't even a local cop. It was a state trooper. (laughs) None of this happened. But, (laughs) but anyway. You know, I'm like, and then, you know, like it was the whole process, like, you know, like we held up traffic because there was no shoulder. So it was like, we were just sitting there pulled over in the middle of the street while Christmas traffic is trying to get by. The whole thing was a goddamn shit show. You know, he got a $160 ticket, (laughs) the whole fucking thing. You know, it was, it was a genius story. So, you know, they're like, oh my God. Now I knew that the girl, like she's a younger kid, you know, she's in her twenties. 
I'm like, she's not going to be able to pick that story up. All you need to say is if anybody says anything, Devin got pulled over. That's all you need to know, <laughs> you know, and then I'll go and I'll, I'll be, let me be the storyteller in this one. I'll, I'll tell the story. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, so I, I, of course, when I was like on, when we were out doing this, I get a text from my boss. Are you coming back this year? I'm like, well, it's Christmas week. <laughs> we're only a week away from the new year. So that's quite possible. We might not. Anyway, so we go in there, right? I'm like, here's what you got to do, all right? When we walk in the door of the department, okay, you got to have a look on your face like you're pissed off and you're upset. <laughs> you know, like, we spent all this fucking time, our food's cold, we got to do this whole fucking, you know, just act upset, right? So I get in there and my manager comes over, where the hell were you? I'm like, dude, relax, all right? He got pulled over. And that it, it like I said, you got to say something that's going to shut them the fuck up right away. And as soon as I said that, he's like, oh, my God, really? Oh, did he get a ticket? Oh, man, that fucking sucks. I'm like, yeah, so you just totally diverted the attention of us being an hour and a half late. <laughs> and the guilt is now on you. Because, like, dude, fuck you, guy. We got pulled over. <laughs> oh, man. The art of bullshit. But you got to do it. You got to do it. What was I going to do? Was I going to come back and be like, yeah, we just didn't feel like fucking coming back. I mean, because you can't sit there and be like, well, we went to the King of Prussia Mall and it was so packed and all this. Because, well, you shouldn't have went to the mall. You knew it was going to take more than a half hour. You can't say that. You can't say, like, you know, the truth. <laughs> Why would you do that? You know? So, you know, every now and again, you got to stretch the truth. You can kind of protect yourself and just put the ball in their court, like make them feel bad about Make them feel bad about your error. Uh, that's the way you do it. But that is all I got for you guys this week in the first episode of season three. And again, like I was saying before, I hope you guys enjoyed the best of, you know, the plays were up for it. You know, so I, I do know that there's a hand, not a handful. There's, there's a lot of people that, that really look forward to it and, you know, they're very active in getting me, you know, bits that they liked. So this is just a quick reminder. Like this is, this is season three, episode one. So when you, if you can, if you want to contribute, fine. If you don't, that's fine too. But what I can say is this, every time that you, you know, hear a funny bit that you think is like funnier than others, as the season is going on, just jot it down, send it over to me. Yeah. I think that that was, that was really good because this way we can get like, you know, the super, super episode for best of season three so that's going to be an important thing moving forward and and my goal this year is fucking 52 episodes okay i it's we are at you know 49 so we're up from 27 to 49 and now i want to get into a full year of 52 and i got a good start here of material and backlog material that i can get that done so barring a catastrophe me getting hit by a bus you know or me just you know getting deathly ill being in the hospital you know or any kind of emergencies we should be getting one every week and this season we got a lot to look forward to we got you know uh, episode 100 coming up you know and then really if we get to march it's going to be a year's worth the last time i took off <laughs> but here's the update you need to get a hold of me christian at the crodpodcast.net you can get me on facebook messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number and like i was saying i will continue to monitor crod podcast at gmail.com for the next couple of weeks and like i said it's always the people who don't know me who go the email route you know so you're going to be using that one from now on christian at the crod podcast.net like i was saying i'll get the work on my website in the next week or two and i'll get that up there will be another avenue of for you guys to get in touch with me 
And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. And I am looking forward to next week. I am looking forward to season three the entire year. And I'm looking forward to even beyond that. And I love you guys for being with me as always. So until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke, and beat your fucking kid. Take care. Ha <laughs> ha!